For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This is Adam Carricker on the ticket. Position right of the quarterback, out of the shotgun, first and 20, jailbreak screen in the air. It is tipped, it is intercepted by Carricker at the Missouri 21-yard line. Live from the heart of Lincoln, America, eight-year NFL vet and All-American defensive lineman Adam Carricker. Shotgun snap to Everett. He's got the left arm going, and now he's got a whole lot of Adam Carricker who rips him down inside the 25-yard line. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com, here's your host, Adam Carricker. Welcome, everybody, to Adam Carricker on The Ticket. Each and every Monday and Friday, I am live from noon to 1 p.m. Central Time, the fastest two hours in radio each and every week. Also, check out the Big Ten Show, Carricker Chronicles, Tuesday, Thursday, and Steve Taylor on Wednesdays. Ladies and gentlemen, you guessed it. I do indeed have a case of the victory Mondays. All right. Nebraska gets a victory over Purdue 31 to 14 over the weekend. And just in case you missed it, after sweeping both Maryland and Rutgers this past weekend, Nebraska volleyball is now 21 and 0 on the season with eight matches left this year. So we got a loaded show as always today. Man, I love having a case of the victory Mondays. All right. We're going to talk a little bit, obviously, Nebraska football. Okay, 31-14 victory over the Boilermakers. The defense being the heart of this team. What almost happened in the fourth quarter? We're not going to spend too much time on that because of the rest of the game. was pretty darn good considering we're in year one and we're building and obviously progressing and getting better each and every week with things to still work on. But what would you expect? All right. I'm going to get my final thoughts on the game, go over some stats that stu- stood out to me. I always talk about stats throughout the game, half time stats during my gut reactions but i i don't really have time to look at the full final game stats i always do that each and every monday here on 93.7 the ticket if you always want to hear my instant thoughts and reaction after the game as you find folks hopefully you know already you can always check out my gut reactions but when you want to hear the full game breakdown that's what's unique about every victory or if it's not a victory monday hopefully we have a lot of victory mondays going forward here on 93.7 the ticket every monday following each every husker game i give my final thoughts and full breakdown after rewatching the film, looking at the stats. Okay. 
to every Nebraska football game. I'll give out my grades, offense, defense, special teams, a little bit more specific on different specific position groups. All right, we'll briefly look ahead to Michigan State. They're having a bit of a rough season. College football AP poll, the first playoff rankings of the season come out tomorrow night, so I'll give mine real briefly. Okay, talk a little bit of Nebraska volleyball. It's a loaded 25 minutes because then we've got the reaction to Matt Rule's press conference. And as always, the people segment the last 10 minutes of this show. Call or text 402-464-5685. Send your questions, comments, concerns. I will address them. Last 10 minutes of this show, 1250 to 1 p.m. Central Time. Call or text 402-464-5685. And as always, GE Landscape Supply has pavers and boulders. Great accents for any backyard landscaping project. Sell to homeowners and contractors, and they deliver anywhere near or far. Stop by at 6701 Cornersker Highway. Check out gelandscapesupply.com or call 402-467-1627. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Nebraska gets the victory on Saturday, 31-14 to over the Boilermakers. The defense played phenomenal. All right, held Purdue to under 200 yards of total offense. They clearly are the heartbeat and the pulse of this team. Earlier this year, month, month and a half ago, Matt Rule said something to the effect of this, and I'm going to paraphrase it. Basically, he said, we're a defensive team, and the defense has to realize that. In other words, we're going to try to get better on offense, and you got to carry this team while we try to do that because we're clearly a lot better on defense. And that's basically what he meant at that point in time. We're still much better on defense. But I just put out a show this morning. You can check it out on YouTube, my newest character chronicles, where I talk partially about how the Big Ten West might, in fact, run through Lincoln. Okay, I'll let you check that out to hear that more in detail. But I talk about how our offense, there's going to be some learning. There's going to be some growing pains because we got youth. We got inexperience. We got 94,822 million injuries. And I'm rounding down, as always. I never round up. I don't know why that is. Here's the deal. But they're, they're young, talented guys. You could argue even more explosive, even, even faster. So once they start to gel a little bit, they could actually be better on offense. I talk about that. And I think you saw the youth. What was it, five fumbles, four that we lost? I think you also saw that we put up 31 points against Purdue. And you heard coming into the game, Ryan Walters, former defensive player, D1 level. Okay, I guess Colorado Buffaloes is still D, D1. Ha, okay. It's a lot better when we beat them. Hopefully that happens next year. That joke would be a lot better. But I digress. The point is this. The man led one of the best defenses in the country last year at Illinois. Okay, now he's head coach at Purdue. He's a defensive-minded guy. We had heard how they were doing some pretty good things on defense. We have four guys who were starting day one of the year that started on Saturday, only two upperclassmen. And the Huskers, while it wasn't pretty, were able to put up 31 points. Yes, there was a blocked field goal return for a touchdown. We are allowed to score on special teams and defense as well. I don't know if you knew that. I was thanking the Lord for that. Otherwise, they'd have no points on the season. That's just science. Now, here's the deal. Okay. The offense, as this year goes along, I could argue Teddy Prochaska is a solid left tackle. Okay. Appears to be fully recovered and healthy. Stay that way, my man. You're a good football player. You could argue that there are things we can do on offense that could make us a little bit better than we had been at other points in this year, as long as we hold on to the football. But the fourth quarter was a little bit more interesting than it should have been. Put the ball on the ground a lot. Purdue scores a defensive touchdown. Uh, one of our turnovers leads to a short field, which allows Purdue's offense to score and make the game. Interesting when it really should not have been. It was 24 to 0, then 24 to 7, then 24 to 14. And Emmett, Emmett Johnson runs in the touchdown, basically sealed the game 
and the final score of 31 to 14. I'm not going to dwell too much on that. There was a little bit of, are we going to lose 24 point lead? That that thought entered my se- my mind for a second, and then I cast that demon out. I cast it out immediately, and of course the Huskers put the game away. So they are winning games that they have not won in previous years. They are finding ways to win as opposed to the reverse, which has happened in previous years. That's the part that I'm going to focus on because, yeah, there's things we got to get better at. Shocker. Okay, but I'm focusing on what matters the most, and that is finding ways to win. That is the fact that we have a legit defense. That's the fact that we can run the football. That's the fact that we have the ability to have some explosive plays now, which we had not had the first half of the season. And this is with all these injuries on offense. You've got to be excited about what you see in year one. It was pointed out to me, yeah, the Big Ten West isn't great. You know, I didn't double check this. Somebody tweeted me, we haven't beat a team with a winning record. You know what? We're five and three. Okay, we won five out of six. We won three in a row. Had our first undefeated October since 2001. All right, there is obvious progress. And that's all I've ever asked for. Well, I asked to go to a bowl game. Okay, and then I asked for obvious progress. That's it. To me, that's what sticks out by far the most. All right, final thoughts. Purdue game. Let's look at some of these final stats. The ones that stood out to me the most, third down efficiency. This has improved for the Huskers. They were 50% on the day. They held Purdue to under under 33%. So they converted less than a third of their third downs. Fourth down efficiency, Purdue was 0 for 3 on the day. And that was big by the black shirts. Okay. You look at the completion percentage, Purdue was just over 50%. That's not good if you're an offense. Okay. Nebraska only threw the ball 11 times. Okay. Ran the ball 48 times. I'm okay with that. I'm all right with that. Okay. Uh, I have no problem with that. And if we start to run a little bit more and more of the old school type of option, or we're just physical smash mouth, better as the game goes along and we get better as each game goes along, that's what I'm looking for. Obvious things we got to improve on, but that's what I'm looking for. All right. Purdue had two interceptions. We had none. For the most part this year, when it comes to putting the ball in the air, barring the first two passes, I don't know if they were the first two passes. They seem like the first two passes in that Northwestern game uh, being picked off. Harburg has taken care of the ball in the air. Okay. They lost a couple of fumbles Saturday. Going to work on that. Penalties. We won the penalty battle. Purdue had nine for 99 yards. We had six for 49 yards. All right. Turnovers. We did not win that. Okay. We had four. They had three. We won the time of possession battle. 33 minutes and one second to 26. 59. Again, Harburg was 6 of 11, 122 yards, averaged 11.1 averaged 11. yards per completion, two touchdowns, no interceptions, 67.7 QBR. Emmett Johnson. This was a dude I was excited about as a recruit coming in. He's getting more playtime due to the injuries, due to the fumbles uh, of other backs in the backfield. He's getting more playtime. He's getting the starts, and you're starting to see why he was highly thought of. He's not even that – he's like 190 pounds. He's not even that – he could honestly really highly benefit from another year or two in the weight room. He's not even to where he could potentially fully be yet. Obviously, being a young guy, being a freshman, but you can start to see why the coaches don't hesitate to, to start him as well. I carried the ball 13 times, 76 yards, 5.8 yards per carry. Had a TD on the day. Harburg was our number two rusher. Okay, carried the ball 19 times, 22 yards, 1.2 yards per carry. Some of that is due to the fumbles and sacks and things of that nature. All right, Joshua Fleeks, this is a guy who's, Catching the ball, running with the ball. Three carries, 19 yards. Okay, Anthony Grant, six carries, 18 yards. Jalen Lloyd had the 73-yard touchdown reception. That's a guy just to keep your eye on. Him and Malachi Coleman, two Nebraska kids, two freshmen, two guys with speed. 
that are only going to grow and get better and give us the opportunity to take a top off a defense that we have not had basically until those two started starting, which is what I was kind of talking about earlier. All right. The Nebraska f- list of fumbles is not short. Harburg had two. Garrett Snodger- Snodgrass had one. Jeff Sims had one. Alec Bullock had one. I don't know why Quentin Newsom is on here. It says zero fumbles and zero lost fumbles. Why is he listed on this? That doesn't make any sense. Five fumbles, four lost. That's the biggest thing we need to address by far. Then that fourth quarter is not even interesting. I don't like it when it's interesting. When we have a big lead, let's keep it not interesting. Let's not make it interesting. It's not your job to make it interesting. But keep finding ways to win. All right, defensively, black shirts, legit. Keep doing your thing. Isaac Gifford, 10 tackles, four solo, two two TFLs. Quentin Newsom, all right, two INTs, five tackles. All right. The Huskers only had one sack on the day, TFLs. All right, Brian Buscini, this is a guy that hasn't been talked about this this year that much. Okay, he had five punts, totaling 228 yards. Not not quite up to the Iowa guy's standard. I'm sorry, that guy's a Heisman Trophy contender. Where are you at, Brian? I hope to God we never have a punter that's a Heisman Trophy contender. Never. Brian, never be a Heisman Trophy contender, but just keep doing your thing whenever you get your opportunities. No offense, but I hope those opportunities stay limited. He averaged 46 yards per punt. Okay. One touchback, two inside the 20, and a long of 59 on the day. All right, so here's my, here's my grades for the game. Final thoughts, final grades. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You look at the run game. Because you got to factor fumbles into this. That's part of the run game, especially if you're going to be an option team. Okay, I just spoke to Dan Alexander on Friday. And I asked him, had you guys played Vautech, Florida State that year, the two teams who played for the national title, Nebraska was number three going into the bowl games in that poll, would you have beaten them? And he said yes, but he wasn't uber positive. So I talked to him afterwards. I'm like, dude, you said yes like you were supposed to, but you didn't really believe it. He, he flat out said we had fumble issues that year. If we don't have fumble issues, he's like, we roll everybody. That was the only thing that gave him cause to pause. He's like, that 99 team was awesome. Just need to take care of the ball a little bit better. Those were his words off air. He was okay if I shared them on air, so I just did. So with the running game, I'm probably going to go C, just 
balls on the ground. Could be lower than that. Could be higher if we don't fumble. Passing game, I like. I mean, we were 6 of 11. We didn't pass a lot. You'd like to complete a higher percentage of that, but when you're able to complete these deep option passes, it keeps the defense honest. Okay, I'm going to go with a B in the passing game. There's pluses and minuses there. When you're not passing a ton, okay, that's okay as long as you can run the ball effectively. Offensive line. I'm probably going to go C minus because there was pluses and minuses there as well. It's, it's, you know, I'm going to go C plus because we had so many new starters. I, you got to take that into consideration. Latovsky, okay. Prohaska, we had a whole new left side of the line, new right guard. Like 60% of the offensive line was brand new Saturday. There was things they could have done better, but taking into consideration that there were so many new faces, you know, I, I, I could even, I could go C plus, B minus. You go defense, I'm going to go A plus. I guess they gave up a touchdown. Uh, how dare they? I'm going to go A plus. Special teams, man. You know, I'm going to go A minus with the block field goal, return for a touchdown. And what took it from a B plus to an A minus was the high five on the way in. <laughs> now, if there's a flag thrown, I'm a docky for that. But the flag was not thrown. All right. Overall, you know, when you have as many injuries as the Huskers have had, and you got a team coming off a bye week, teams are always dangerous off a of bye week like Purdue was I don't care about their record I've talked about the teams that they play they've had a tough schedule going through eight games this year they played seven power five teams and the one non-power five team is Fresno State and I don't know what happened to Fresno State Saturday if they won or lost but going into Saturday they only had one loss and they were ranked at one point this year so I took their record with a grain of salt especially coming off a bye so Purdue came out and they were fiery Chippy, dirty, talking trash, running around with their shirts off. They came ready to play was my point. Nebraska, with a lot of injuries, handled business. There was some ugly ball. But when you win by 17, you know, I'm going I'm to give them I'm gonna give them a B, maybe a B plus. I know there was things that were – I'm taking into account year one. I'm taking into account injuries. I'm taking into account a lot of youth on the offense. And I'm going to give them a B plus. That's a 17-point win versus a team off a bye that was fresh, barking, ready to go. They haven't played a patsy schedule. They're not a, they're not a phenomenal team. I'm not going to pretend like Purdue is. But it could have been a lot closer, a lot hairier, and we were clearly the better team. Just got to hold on to that ball and make things a little less interesting. I personally appreciate that. All right, you look at Michigan State. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. This is a team that is more talented than their record says. But they are exactly who their record says they are. They are a team who is two and six. Now they started off two and zero. Oh. Okay, didn't exactly play. Uh, you know, Giants, Central Michigan, and Richmond. They mollywhopped both of them. Then you know you lose to Washington. No shame there. Maryland early on was a decent team. Iowa. They let Iowa score twenty six points. What the? All right, Rutgers. Rutgers is a decent team this year. Okay, you'd like to think you can pull that out, but if you lose by three points like they did, it's not the worst thing in the world. They got Molly Watt by Michigan. Michigan probably knew everything they were going to do before the opening kickoff, so who can blame them? Minnesota. All right, this is a Minnesota team that I still don't think is as good as their record, but right now they hold the tiebreaker with us atop the Big Ten West in that four-way tie that's happening right now. So Michigan State, again, they're a team that is more talented than their record says, but they are playing bad football, which matches up to their two and six record, and it's why they've lost six in a row. All right. 
Let's go to the college football. We're going to be favored going into that game. I haven't looked up the spread yet. I just assume we're favored when I do my prediction later on in the week. I'll look at the over-under. I'll look at the spread. I'll look at all that. For the first time all year, I might actually take the over, whatever it is. I've taken the under in just about every game this year with Nebraska. Um, While we're not going to consistently march up and down the field, the potential for bigger plays and more points is potentially there, as you saw Saturday. Like I said, my gut reaction. The ceiling is much higher. The floor is much lower. So kind of makes this interesting to watch. Now you look at the current top 10 AP poll. Again, the playoff rankings are going to come out tomorrow night. College football playoff rankings, the first one of the year. Also Halloween. Okay. So here we go. Number one of the AP polls, Georgia. Number two, Michigan. Number three, Ohio State. Number four, Florida State. Number five, Washington. Number six, Oregon. Number seven, Texas. Number eight, Alabama. Uh, yeah, number eight, Alabama, number nine, Penn State, number 10, Oklahoma, after barely surviving UCF, after losing to Kansas, it may come down to Bedlam, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State to see who plays Texas in that Big 12 title game. Who would have thought that after Oklahoma went out and beat Texas, who went into Alabama and beat them by 10 points? I never like to cross reference games. Because one team can be completely different from the week to the next. So just because you beat one team and they beat another team doesn't mean you're going to lose or win to another team because you might have completely different teams with these young men. And each and every Saturday, it's hard to get up and it's hard to stay up. And it's hard. To, and then you're seeing it with Oklahoma right now. They can beat Texas, but they lose to Kansas. Kansas is decent, but they're they're not a college football playoff type team like Texas could be. So that's what makes college football so much fun. So Oklahoma's 10th. And just for kicks and grins, Ole Miss is 11. Now, my top four and the college football playoff would personally be, or top six, top four with the top two out, would personally be as follows. Now, it's tough because Georgia kind of just coasts whenever they can. And then whenever they want to turn it on via a ranked Kentucky coming into Georgia, and they were undefeated at the time, and then Georgia just dominates them. And then, oh, we got a rivalry game versus Florida. Now we're, gonna, now we're just going to wipe the floor with you, which is what they did. And then they go out and they struggle versus a not great Auburn team. And they struggle multiple times this year. They're so up and down because they've won two titles in a row. It's probably hard for Kirby Smart to keep them motivated week in and week out. Okay. Would they win the national title game by 58 points? So there's a little bit of we can kind of show up when we want to because they can. Will that catch up to them at some point? I believe it will. But. When taking that into account in my rankings, I've got them number one, but there's legit seven teams on this list that can win a national title. Well, there's technically more than that, but that I see as realistic title contenders, and that's not including Alabama or Penn State or Oklahoma, who's not eliminated yet. So for me, I'm going to go Georgia one, Michigan two. Those two teams, I know sign-stealing gate, all that stuff. Those two teams, to me, feel like when they're at the top of their game, they are the two best teams in the country. Okay? Those, to me, aren't an easy one and two, but it's hard to put someone else over them when I look at the other teams. All right, number three for me is a team that I've not been high on all year, but they have the most impressive resume when it comes to beating highly ranked teams of anybody in the country, and that's Ohio State. At Notre Dame... Game-winning touchdown drive to seal the victory. The Irish chose to play with 10 men, so it's on them. That ain't Ohio State's fault. And then Ohio State was clearly the better team than Penn State. The final score was 20-12. to 12. 
And I'll readily admit I was wrong about that. I thought Penn State, this was the year they were going to beat Ohio State. They could challenge Michigan. And I was wrong. They lost by eight. But Ohio State was much, much better than eight points better than the Nittany Lions on that particular day. The Nittany Lions had almost no chance to score. Their receivers can't get open. And Marvin Harrison Jr., he, he, he was the difference in that ball game. Penn State doesn't have anybody they can that can win one-on-one battles outside, and Ohio State does. And they they were without four of their starters that day, I might add. Emeka Ibuka, their second-best receiver, who's probably one of the top ten receivers in the country, didn't even play that day. So Penn State could focus on a Marvin Harrison Jr., and they still couldn't stop him. So I'm going to go Ohio State third. I, I have nothing different than the current AP poll so far. I still question if Ohio State is really that good, even though they've got the wins. I just – we'll see how they do versus Michigan. For me, where I'm going to differ from this current poll, okay, I'm going to go Washington fourth over Florida State. And Washington has not looked great the past two weeks. Snuck by Stanford, okay, snuck by Arizona State. Ever since that Oregon game, they have not looked the same. For now, I'm going to put them fourth. And I'll go Florida State fifth. I do think Florida State's going to lose a game or two that they shouldn't down the road. Maybe not. I like it when teams like Florida State are good again. I like it when teams like Nebraska and Florida State and those types of teams are good again. Washington, Oregon, I know Washington is not a predominant power year after year, but college football is better when those teams are good. So I got Florida State fifth, and then my first out is Oregon. And I'm predicting right here, right now, Oregon's going to get a rematch with Washington, the Pac-12 title game. They're going to beat Washington, okay, and they're going to get in the college football playoff. But I'm not going to go and do my rankings based off what I think is going to happen. I'm going to go off what has actually happened. My opinion is not more important than what's actually happened. So Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, and then I've got Washington at four, Florida State fifth, Oregon sixth. Obviously, Texas is still in this conversation. Oklahoma is still in this conversation. Penn State is still in this conversation. Alabama is still in this conversation. I do not think that Oklahoma, Penn State, or Alabama are national title teams. I think the seven teams, any one of these seven teams can win the national title are as follows. Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Florida State, Washington, Oregon, Texas. The one thing I have different than the current AP poll, and normally I have a lot of things different than the AP poll, but this week I just flip Washington to fourth, Florida State to fifth. But we'll see what happens, ladies and gentlemen. All right, I will talk a little bit of Nebraska volleyball before the day is over. Okay, got to give them their due respect because they have more than earned it for like 20, 30 years, two, three decades. But when we get back, I'll react to Matt Rule's press conference. All right, ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.